I am so incredibly thankful for the warmth of my home, especially right now in the wintertime, and how it shields us from the harsh elements of the weather. Without a firm foundation, however, my home would not be able to stand when the high winds and the storms come. The foundation of your home ensures that your home will be strong when the tough times come. I know what you're thinking. Tina, where are you going with this? Join me this week as I talk about saving faith. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Just like how the foundation of our home ensures stability and safety, the foundation of our spiritual lives must be on a firm foundation as well. That firm foundation begins with believing that the word of God has absolute authority and is absolute truth. If we believe that, asking Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior will come naturally. Until we make those two choices, however, we are building on shifting sand. And when the wind and the waves come, just like they have been, our faith is likely to waver. We will not be able to stand when the tough times come. This week, we will be praying for the salvation of our children. If you know that your child is a believer in Jesus and has invited them into their lives, don't skip out on praying this week for them. Firmly knowing that they are on solid ground is imperative to their spiritual well-being. They may have prayed a prayer, but that does not always mean they've made that choice to follow Jesus. Maybe they did, and that is so awesome, but maybe it is not that real for them. I believe one of the worst things we can do as a parent is convince our children that they are born again simply because they prayed a prayer. I think the best thing we can do is challenge them if their salvation is real and if Jesus is Lord of their lives. They should know it should be real to them no matter what age they are. As a parent, it is critical that you are standing on the firm foundation of salvation. If you're not, I urge you to make sure you believe that the Bible is the authoritative, absolute truth of God and that Jesus is Lord and Savior. It's the very foundation of your spiritual parenting and is where you will draw your strength as a parent. I want to encourage you to lead your children to saving faith in Jesus Christ. Do not usurp that opportunity to the church or youth ministry, although many do come to know Jesus that way, and that is so cool. But as a parent, you are the one poised to be able to do that for yourself. There is no greater privilege than praying with your children to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I have a page on the website that's dedicated to walking you through leading others to salvation, and it can be used for children as well as adults. Please take advantage of that resource. There is a link in the show notes to take you right to the salvation page. 
Before we get started talking about the saving faith of salvation in Christ, I want to share with you a couple of things that are happening here at Raising Kids on Your Knees. I'm so excited to announce that for each month during 2021, I will be choosing a winner from my Prayer Tribe subscriber list. Each winner will receive a gift for that month from Raising Kids on Your Knees. For the month of January, one winner will receive a copy of Neil Anderson's book, Victory Over the Darkness. Victory Over the Darkness is a book that helps you to realize the power of your identity in Christ. It is a powerfully written book on all that the Bible tells us about our identity. The biblical principles in this book have changed my life as well as the lives of my children, and each winner will be announced at the end of the month. If you're not a subscriber to the Raising Kids on Your Knees Prayer Tribe, I want to encourage you to go to the website and subscribe today. You will be joining a growing global community of prayer warriors who are praying life into the lives of their children. I am also super excited to share that the Rest, Refresh, Renew Freedom Retreat registration is open until January 28th. This is your chance to get away for a weekend at beautiful Lake Junaluska, North Carolina. You get to spend some time with other moms of all ages and stages, and you'll get some much needed downtime from all the hustle and bustle. We hope you will join Jamie Bailey, Betsy Pendergrass, and myself as we share with you how to walk in freedom and victory in Christ. Okay, let's get started talking about salvation. The first thing we must recognize is this. Let's look at John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Can you imagine loving others so much that you would be willing to sacrifice your child so you could have a relationship with them? Mm, Me neither. Yet, that is exactly what God did for me and for you. From the beginning, when Adam and Eve chose to sin, God had already put a plan in motion to redeem mankind back to himself. That plan includes you and me and our children. We are all born spiritually dead because of the choices of Adam and Eve. Jesus chose death on the cross so that we can live. God's desire is to restore us back to the relationship Adam and Eve shared with him in the garden. When we receive Jesus as our Savior and the Lord of our lives, our relationship is restored with him. We are no longer separated by our sin. We can then begin to build a relationship that is close and personal. Listen to this. Salvation restores us to the same relationship with God that Adam and Eve shared with him before sin. Isn't that amazing? Romans 3.23 tells us this. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standards. Every one of us is born spiritually dead, including our children. Because of that, we have all sinned and fall short of God's standards for our lives. We try in many ways to bridge the gap between us and God. We think that works, religion, philosophy, and living a certain way will get us to God, but It is our sin that has separated us. There is nothing we can do to bridge that gap. 
When Jesus chose to die for us on the cross, he became the bridge between us and God. There is no other way to the Father except through the Son. Jesus paid the price for our sin on the cross and bridged that gap. Because of that, we are helpless to save ourselves. Let's look at Romans 5 verses 6 through 8. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his love, his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners, utterly helpless. Our condition when Jesus died for us. He did not wait until we were better in a healthier place or even polished up. He came while we were still thumbing our nose at him and walking in our sin and depravity. Jesus allowed me to walk in my sin and depravity for many years. I knew right from wrong, but rebellion seemed to have no consequences for me. I was in control. Making my own poor choices felt good to me. I never thought that I was reaping seeds of destruction that in another season would grow to overtake me like weeds left to themselves. Before I knew it, my life was down around my ankles. I was utterly helpless to pull those weeds out by the root and rescue myself. Jesus saw how utterly helpless I was and he rescued me. Praise God. I had to invite him to help first though. I had to receive the gift he gave long before I planted those seeds and chose to follow him. Then he began setting me free from the tangled web of weeds that I had planted many years prior. His compassion for each one of us is unfathomable. He loves each one of us so much. He wants to rescue you from the effects of your utter helplessness too. Jesus has already paid the price. All you need to do is receive the gift he's waiting to give you. However, there is a price to pay for the consequences of our sin. Romans 6.23 tells us this, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We are so busy living in the here and now. We forget that this life is a short blip on the radar compared to eternity. We live our lives here as if this were the only life we will ever have. Every single one of us will live for eternity. Everyone. It is our choice where we will live it. The Bible is noticeably clear that there are only two places we will go when we die, heaven or hell. God longs for us to choose him and live with him for eternity in heaven. He is patient and not willing that any should perish Check out 2 Peter 3.9. He is patiently waiting, but he will not wait forever. Eternity is a gift waiting to be opened. Where will you spend eternity is the question. This is real and to treat it as anything but real could cost you eternity with Jesus and those we love. We must treat eternity with urgency for both us and for our children. None of us are guaranteed we will see the end of today. Our loved ones are the only thing we can bring with us, and we must first pave that path. And here's how simple it is to receive God's gift of salvation. 
Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. I love to be in the driver's seat. I'm a car buff, and I love to drive. My dad was a car lover, and it was something we enjoyed together. I also loved being in the driver's seat of my own life. Let's face it, who doesn't want to be in control? The problem with me hanging out in that position is that I have no clue where I'm going. It's like getting in my car and just heading out, not knowing where any roads lead and no GPS. You have heard the stories of people getting lost on deserted roads. That's us in the driver's seat of our lives. Putting Jesus in the passenger seat of your life will not work. You must choose to allow him to be in the driver's seat. He knows the way and how to get you where you're going. He has a plan. Not allowing him to lead you is like taking a trip somewhere you have never been with no map or GPS. Chances are you are not going to make it to your destination. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Is he in the driver's seat of your life? Are you following him in unconditional obedience? These are the questions we must ask ourselves as we resolve to answer those questions. God will begin doing a work in the lives of our children and those around us. If you would like more information, that link to the salvation page is right here in the show notes and you can go over there and it will help you walk through that. Let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, I lift my listener up to you. Lord, I pray that you would speak to their heart, that they would choose to follow you in unconditional obedience to receive your gift of salvation. Lord, thank you that you have paved the path, that you have made the way, you have bridged the gap and solved the problem with us in sin. Restore us, Lord Jesus, to what you originally created us to be. I give you thanks and praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.